See this? This is my boomstick! got news for you, pal. You ain't leading but two things right now. Jack and shit. And Jack left town. I is, too. I is. I is. Hey, this is Slow Robot A Go-Go. Big show number 174. Damn. 174. Yeah. Damn, that's a lot of show. It's a lot of B-movie. Yeah. Review and more to come. And Emporium. <laughs> yeah, My name's right. Matt. With me, as always. Dr. Morbius. From Parts Unknown. And if you're tuning in for the first time, where have you been all our lives? This is Slow Robot A Go Go, the show dedicated to B through Z grade movies and other and things. other things and other lies and other stupidity and so. other stupidities. Yeah. All right. What did you watch this week? Anything good? I did watch something, and huh? it was interesting. I can't say it was. It, you know, it's kind of hard to say because I really wanted this to be good, but it was okay. Huh? Um, it was a documentary. About Steve Marriott. You know who Steve Marriott is? No, who is that? He's a musician. He was in a band from the 60s called The Small Faces. Uh, he left The Small Faces. Then a, Rod, then Rod, a Small Faces? No, The Small Faces. The Small Faces. They were like a mod group from the 60s. Not a, well, I couldn't call them a mod group, but they came from the same area. Kind of like a, the Who. They they, they, they were f- the, the people, the mods, you know, those guys from Quadrophenia were fans of The Faces and they were fans of The Who or whatever. Mm-hmm. At any rate... They had a few hits, you know, in the United States. They had, a pan- they had a hit called Ichiku Park, which is kind of a trippy song. They were more popular in Britain. And then he left the band. Then Rod Stewart joined the Small Faces. They became Rod Stewart and the Faces, and then they became really popular. And Steve Marriott left, and they formed the band Humble Pie, and they kind of became pretty popular in the United States for, for uh, you know, a few years in the 70s and hmm. stuff like that. But um, it's an interesting story because... He was a great singer. He got a he's a little guy. They were like the, the they called them the small faces because they were all of them were like five four, five three, you know. But yeah, Marriott yeah. had like a humongous voice, a soulful, humongous voice or whatever. And he was one of the great British singers of the '60s and '70s or whatever, cool. you know. And uh, he was also a child actor. And you know they just talked to like you know people that were with the band or whatever. Frampton was in Humble Pie, so they talked to Frampton and oh wow, you know yeah that was his first. He was first band with some some band called The Herd, but he became popular with The Humble Pie, and then he left, and, you know, the rest is, is his history, Frampton, you know, yeah. Peter Frampton, but they were a cool band, but it's like, he's kind of an unsung hero, you know, because Humble Pie, though, they were popular in the in the 70s, very popular, they just didn't, like, transcend, because, unfortunately, like, in 90, he, uh, Marriott died in a fire in a his house. fire? Yeah. Wow. Something happened in his house, he was either, he was either, like, uh, smoking in bed or passed out when he was smoking and the fire caught fire and he didn't get out of he didn't get out alive you know so what's I the mean? name of the documentary you know oh it's uh, the life and times of steve marriott it's oh, okay. on youtube or yeah, whatever yeah, yeah. but it's it's very good and their music was uh, the the small faces music some of it was like really 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 good but again it didn't it didn't click here except for one song so we never got like you know, they never got to be like the Stones or you know, yeah. the, or uh, the Beatles. Never gained or, traction. Never, never no, took off. No, but they know. should have. You know, but they may, may have, they may have been a little too British. You know what I mean? Because like the Beatles really wanted to be an American band, and the Stones really wanted to be an American band. The Kinks were were wanted to were a British band, but they did have that one song which was revolutionary. You really got me. So mm-hmm. that kind of catapulted them into superstar. And the Small Faces. 
not so much, but definitely like worth a, worth a watch for like a, a really great singer and performer that really never got his due in the U.S. Yeah. I remember that when you said about the short singer, it made me laugh. I I was thinking about my my first concert I went to was a like like rock concert. You know, there's punk concerts and stuff, but. I went to like this big metal show and it was a mm. it was a heavy metal invasion or British metal invasion. It was Iron Maiden was the headliners. <laughs> that was a peace of mind tour. But Fastway opened first. Oh yeah. And then the second <laughs> one was Accept. Oh god. And that's that's because that was that the German band. Or yeah, whatever? that little dude came. Out, he's like, Rah, Udo, Udo, Udo yeah, like, right? But the dude was like this little round guy and he was like like you're saying like five two or five yeah, three. You know, a big voice but, though. Just, it was just because you're like. Huh? Like you just look at this like. Did Did you ever go to like a, a straight on rock concert that wasn't metal or punk, like a mm-hmm. you know like a regular? Oh wait, I did see D- David Bowie and Tin Machine. Oh, that's cool. Yeah, yeah. And that's uh, really cool. I saw I saw the Tin Machine and it was funny because we were at the yeah. we were in um was it Philly? I think it was Philly. Yeah. We were uh the way I was sitting, you saw down the stage, but I was hard enough to the right that I saw behind the stage and I, I was watching Bowie like he'd come off stage in between an interlude to smoke a cigarette real quick yeah. and he'd like actually put the cigarette on the amp uh, or like on a box back there and then he'd come back out and sing and he'd come back and finish the cigarette it was really weird well Tim Machine was kind of his punky band yeah, yeah, they? yeah, they, yeah they're pretty, pretty good they're pretty loud and abrasive or yeah. whatever but yeah so yeah. you know that was one I that saw was, that's a good one but um and I saw Three Dog Night you did you yeah. saw Three Dog Night yeah what year? Like no, no, no. Wait, what, or was it the other one? Um, damn it! What hold was on, the other hold one? Hold on, hold on, hold on. Uh, what goes up? What, what oh, uh, r- up? Uh, rare. Uh, oh, blood, sweat, and tears. Blood, sweat, and tears. That's <laughs> blood, what I saw. Sweat and tears. Okay. I saw them. They, it was at like the 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 Bethlehem Music Festival. They have this yearly music festival, and Three Dog Night was supposed to be there. But then that they canceled, and that one came in. Oh, okay. That okay. was in the 80s. That's you know. cool. Eh, but not. <laughs> yeah, Mostly yeah. not. Mostly it's... Spinning b- wheels. <laughs> got to go round. Yeah. <laughs> it's like, ah. <laughs> Catch the painted pony on yeah, the okay, you, rider. You know, all right. songs. Yeah, I, I, I'm screwing the words, but yeah. yeah. But oh, uh, yeah, those are like embedded tears, in my yeah. brain. Yeah. You know? uh-huh. Yeah. Lucretia McGeeble. <laughs> yeah. yeah. <laughs> <laughs> Enough of that. <laughs> yeah. And on to your movie. All right. I did see one documentary. This I have three movies I watched, but one of them I watched this week was a documentary called Heckler. Oh, God. And this is a very odd movie, or odd documentary. Story it, of my life. It was a, um, it was by, kind of by uh, uh, Jamie Kennedy. I know. I remember him from Scream, right? Yeah. And, but, but he was like, he had a real axe to grind. Like, this is one of those, it's a documentary <laughs> about how, 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 like it starts off, and this is the weird thing, it starts off with the stand-up comedians and they're talking about hecklers, yeah. the people standing up and making fun of them, and and showing how different different people deal with them, and how and uh, like they were doing a more personal approach of like from the comedian's point of view, saying how they're wrecking everything, like you know how they wreck the flow, the joke that they've yeah, been trying yeah. to craft, and and it was interesting. Then it shifted into cri- film critics. Like, <laughs> yeah, I could see that. I could see that. And um, I could see you know, that. And there was like these awkward scenes where 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 Jamie Kennedy had the people that wrote the stuff in the room with him. He's like, oh, why he's would you say him. I'm so yeah, that's horrible. interesting. And and it it was interesting, but it was also like, I don't know, because he was very. I guess he was angry that Son of Mask 
was like just basically brutally torn apart, you know. And I was like, uh, all right, it. It was yeah. an, it was very interesting to watch because it it did talk a lot about um you know they talked about like blogs and they talked about like like what we do you know I don't think other than a few instances we've been ever been terribly harsh to it towards anybody you know no um, but you know there's been a few that yeah. were really bad you know because because um I could see that you know because reviewers. We're, I don't know about nowadays, but back when I was like reading reviews, they were really rough. It's like, it's like when John Lennon died. This one reviewer called Robert Crisco, who did a lot of these, like he was real snarky too. Did a lot of in Korean magazine, much reviews. He wrote, they wrought, they killed the wrong Beatle. I mean, really, you Ooh. know, really. That's rough. You dude. know, that's how snarky these assholes got. You know yeah. what I mean? And then, and then now it's even worse because. We, I, I don't read reviews anymore. So I, I can no go idea. and put anything I want on on my blog. You know, it's just out there. It well, you, you, there's you, no credentials. There's no. Well, you know what happened I, from what I remember back in the days when like uh, sneak previews was on with Cisco and Eber and all mm, those. Mm. They would actually review movies, but it became as the years went on, it became more like instead of reviewing the movies, people talked about how much money the movie made, and that's how people gauged how the movie was good, if it made a lot of money, oh, you know yeah, what I yeah, mean? Yeah. So it went from, like, criticism of movies to, like, hey, you know, that movie made, like, $200 million. Oh, yeah, that's got to be good. i got to go see it, you know? Yeah. So it kind of kind of went in a weird way. That's an interesting comment, a, a concept, where he actually met the guys who ripped them and, like, got in their faces, yeah. you know? Yeah. And, hey, they, and then they showed like Uwe Uwe Bull. Uwe Bull, yeah. Because uh, he challenged a bunch of them to fight, and he beat he beat up some of them. Now, like fist fight, really? Like, like boxing, really? like like a exhibition boxing That's match. That's funny. And I'm fairly certain that these were chosen for the ease of beating. Like, That's funny. you know, uh, he wasn't in there against. He was, he, formidable I, opponent. He was trying know. to pull an Andy Kaufman. Yeah, right like there, yeah, and he was you know yeah, so he beat up a couple. Pulling a, and it was like, okay. a Kaufman, yeah. and they only showed three, which probably tells me the other ones maybe did a lot better. Yeah, like they showed it to make a point. It wasn't showing like all of it, whatever. Well, I mean, you know, the, the whole point of it is like my my opinion is that if somebody to my favorite comeback of all is when somebody if somebody reviews something you did and tells you they it's like suck or you suck, just why don't you try doing it? Yeah. <laughs> Would you do it? Let's see what you can do. You know, it's really easy to sit back and make fun of, but it's a, hot, a lot harder to do it. So that's always my comeback yeah. to all these bozos or whatever. But, you know, some comedians thrive off hecklers. Oh, yeah. You know, they yeah. live off them. They make their show around a heckler, you know. What is Don Rickles if not a heckler, you know, on stage or whatever? All he does is pick on the audience. He took care of that problem. <laughs> yeah, he aggressively went after him. <laughs> he took care of that problem. So, I don't know. Yeah. so there you go. Heckler is an interesting look yeah, at it. Yeah, that sounds it. interesting. It's not, um, was it on Netflix or something? No, it was on YouTube, but it was in chunks. But okay. it auto-loaded to the next one. It wasn't like... Oh, okay. You know, okay cool. it, I, it was an interesting watch. I'll put it that way. All right, cool. And then I watched a time travel movie called Predestination. Um, mm. It was good, but like, huh? Like, it was one of those that were like, I couldn't get, like, it was kind of like too upper level flash forwardy kind of a movie. Oh, where, back and forth in where, time. Yeah, and yeah. you're like, okay, so he sent him back to do this, but then he sent himself back to do himself to do this thing and you're like oh I don't know okay it was a good movie but it kind of hurt my head and then there was one that I watched um, it was called Inherent Vice this was like some runaway hit that people were like 
gushing over, and I didn't get it. Who's I, in it? Oh, uh, not River. Who's River? Joaquin Phoenix. Joaquin Phoenix. I think he's in it. I think that's the guy. Uh, the name of the guy. It, it's he's. It was. It, I guess it was funny. It just wasn't funny to me. If that makes sense. No, that makes yeah. all sorts of sense. Because uh, I was like, because uh, everyone loved this movie. You know, it makes it, a whole lot of sense. There was a movie I remember like reading about getting great reviews. It was a Burt Reynolds movie called The End with Dom DeLuise. I saw that movie and it was like it's some uh, somebody else must have been watching this movie because I don't think it's funny. But like all these reviewers, I thought it was the funniest thing in the world. So it's like yeah, I, I understand that completely. Yeah, uh, Joanna Newsom, uh, Catherine Watterson, uh, Jacqueline Phoenix, Jordan Kristen Hearn. And and like I said, you know, it just is one that a lot of people thought it was very funny, and it was almost like a Cheech and Chongy kind of a a movie. But uh, it wasn't terrible. I didn't hate it, but it was just one of those I was like, eh, okay, whatever. You yeah, know. yeah. Well, can't win them all, right? Yeah, well, that's like it's almost all. like a, you remember Napoleon Dynamite. I didn't think that movie was that funny. I uh, know. I thought it was like, what's so funny about a bunch of kids on Ritalin? Yeah, and it, that's it was, but but that was like a huge. Everyone's I know. like, it's the funniest thing ever. And you're like, I know, I agree uh, with you completely on that okay. one. I didn't think that was that funny. I laughed a couple times. Yeah, yeah, but it became this runaway hit, and like, like a these, cultural, these, it defined a culture or a, or a, de- a generation. I'm like, ah, uh, a slackers, you know, and I'm like, okay, I, whatever. It's like I, you know, don't think this is that funny. You know, I agree with you like a hundred, a thousand percent on that one. Yeah. <laughs> All right, let's take a trailer break and then we're gonna get into our movies du jour. And we're gonna eat some flesh. Wow, gross. That's a lovely accent you have. New Jersey. Austria. Austria. <laughs> well then, <laughs> good day, mate. <laughs> let's put another shrimp on the barbie. It's hillbilly hookers and hot-headed truckers coming your way in Redneck County, where the sheriff is meaner than a junkyard dog. Boy, when I get my hands on your I'm gonna put it under the jail. White Lightning, wild women, and a couple of good old boys who got a plan to stick it to the man. They're boozing, brawling, and blasting their way across Redneck County with Alex Karras as Smokey. Redneck County, rated PG. Y'all ain't seen nothing yet. wanted them jailed. Six torture victims wanted them dead. All the sadomaniacs wanted was one more night for the most brutal orgy in history. a bunch of young kids and turned them into a cult of savage blood creatures.
to satisfy criminally insane, twisted desires. Oh, please, don't do this to me. The Girl Snatchers! Cold, hard steel binding soft, warm flesh. Their chained bodies unleashing a torrent of desire. Remove these chains and you'll see how much of a woman I am. Young girls turned from virgins to tramps by the terrifying secret of the Room of Chains. The Girl Snatchers, rated R. Shit, that's a big pile of rocks. This week on Misogyny Theater. The Girl Snatchers, yeah. And the, the other one, the Thrill Murders. We're not Charles Manson, wink. We're Charles Manson. <laughs> <laughs> yeah. And then there was some hillbilly something around. Yeah, hillbilly there. love hippies or whatever. Sure, yeah. why not? It's the 70s. Hey, what are we doing this week, man? Let's do our first movie from the 60s, not the 70s, in black and white. Yeah. Called yeah. The Flesh Eater. Nice. We're going to dedicate most of our show to this one because my choice for this week, we'll review it in about a minute and a half to two minutes. <laughs> yeah. yeah well, one minute per hour of screen time. So two but, minutes. But coincidentally, <laughs> both movies are about kind of the beach. Beaches? Of. Yeah, beach. Beaches, yeah. The first one was shot, I think it was shot on Long Island Beach. That's what I read. Probably. So, yeah. uh, what's, yeah. the, what's the name of the first one? The Flesh Eaters from 1964. Yeah, The Flesh Eaters. Classic uh, exploitation, early gore, um, you know, Nazis experiments and crab monsters and like... Those monsters were weird looking. The whole thing was like... This is a very odd movie. Um, Very well shot. Yeah, I mean, that was one thing that was actually... The photography was exceptional. Yeah, it was very surprising. It was... Framing was perfect. The, the yeah. like no boom mics, no shadows. This was very well made, competently shot, competently like put together. It was edited well. Um, I actually liked this one more than I thought I would. To believe it it's or like not, it's like a fifties movie kind of yeah, gone, gone awry. Yeah, know. yeah, yeah. And um, it's kind of neat. You yeah, know, like the, the the theory of it. You could tell whoever wrote it knows how to for, form stories. Knows how to move plots along, you know. There was some annoying little things here and there, but so, I mean... Well, there was a lot of character exposition that was just yeah. Like padding. You yeah, know? yeah, yeah. And that one weird guy that... that, that, the, that the, hip, the, the hippie hipster the hippie on the love boat. guy, yeah, that was a weird thing, but... Yeah. Um, but so what? I mean, this that's this is a celebration of B-movie at its finest, you know. Sure, it's, yeah. It's not... It's a good movie, it's a good story... And it's um and and a lot of monster kids remember this because they either saw it on a creature feature or here here's a story that yeah, yeah, this yeah. is why I found out about this movie I'd heard about it because it was on the cover of a famous monsters an early famous monsters magazine mm. it's a pretty gruesome gruesome cover of the guy you know going like his face you know rotting and he's like ah you know which the boat guy or the yeah the boat guy I think it's the boat guy they used on the cover I'll send you the cover because that's of it. um yeah like that one that was coming to rescue him right yeah yeah that yeah. was a very strange attack of that stuff it was like oh the, 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 go ahead finish sorry uh, so. yeah 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 so I mean I mean basically it was like this movie yeah I, you know you, I forgot my what I was talking about before oh the, no you said the cover like um, oh the cover the of Famous Monsters it, and most that. people knew it yeah that. most of the monsters because you remember this from the 60s but mm. the, here's the story here's why I remember it Back in the 80s, a lot of these movies were not shown on TV anymore. They kind of were, but not that often. I'd never seen this yeah. movie before. Splice down to splice down to splice yeah. down. Towards the end of these runs, the TV versions were really bad. Yeah, by the 80s, by the mid-80s, 
early 80s they were already starting to get 80s movies and showing them on tv and cable was getting it was getting big so the local channels were still playing old stuff but this was like really an obscure semi-obscure movie or whatever but anyway um this guy we were talking at the comic shop where i was working and this guy said that he saw this movie when he was a kid at a theater in jacksonville or something and like he brought some friend with him and after they saw the movie they said oh my god don't ever tell your parents we saw this movie and that's like really I gotta <laughs> find this movie, <laughs> and he's like, "Yeah, it was like some kind of Nazi experiment, and they're on the beach, and this and that." And I'm like, "Huh?" So I go to my like psychotronic encyclopedia film. I'm looking around, I you know, looking around for like Nazi or beach or whatever, you know, and I find this movie, Flesh Eaters, and I go, "This plot sounds like it, the right plot." And I asked hmm. the guy, and he goes, "No, no, I don't think that's it, but it might be. I don't remember the name of it." So somehow or another, I got a hold of the tape through some you know, gray market or whatever. <laughs> Nefarious and then, means. And then it was this movie. The guy goes, yeah, that is the movie. So, but apparently on TV, the footage where like, you know, the women get put in the, uh, the, the flesh tank, eating yeah. tank, that was edited. But I don't know if it went into theatrical. I don't know if that was added for like, you know, R or X rated theaters or whatever. I don't know what the origin of that scene was, but mm. that's, that's, the story of the flesh eaters. Yeah, that for scene, me. Anyway. The scene you're talking about where they show nudity, that's tacked on at the end. Towards the, the, the end one I watched. Explaining himself. Oh, really? Like that? Like <clears> it <throat> shows him going into the drink, but you don't see anything. Right, right, right. Then after the credits, that scene comes on. Okay. And it's just like at the end they show them. It's almost like unedited raw footage of them taping women, oh. nude women, jumping into the thing. Somewhere have a VHS. Uh, where that footage was actually shot into the movies. That footage comes in. There's a scene, yeah. like, two-thirds of the movie where the doctor's explaining. And that's, that's supposed to be right in well, there. Well, that's in there, but it's edited. Oh, yeah. So no nudity. Oh, yeah, yeah, yeah. So I see then, what you mean. Yeah, so, yeah, yeah. so that that footage yeah, is the, in there. The, the, then after at the, the very credits, end, is, those are outtakes. Outtakes of the nudity. Those just, are the outtakes of the nudity, yeah. <laughs> and it's only to show the nudity. Yes. It's not, like, the outtakes are only there to say, look at these boobs here, look at this butt, and that's it, you know. You're like, yeah, oh, okay, yeah. weird. Yeah, this movie, the the writer was a comic book writer for DC Comics. His name was Arnold Drake, one of my favorite comic book writers. He created the Doom Patrol, Challenge of the Unknown, wrote a lot of their humor comics, like Jerry Lewis and Bob Hope comics. He's a great, great writer. The director of this movie, Jack Curtis, was a, lot, was a voice guy from radio and television, and he was... The voice of Pops Racer and Speed Racer. Wow. He did voices on like A Marine Boy, Prince Planet. He did dubbing on Godzilla movies. He did a lot of this stuff. And like I was telling you before, this movie was partially financed because the that's, the wife of the of the director won like seventy grand on some game show. That's amazing. And they were like, "Hey, let's go make a movie," you know. So they made this movie. And there and you know you talked about all the shots and all the photography. The, the movie. What I, what I read was it was it was storyboarded by Arnold Drake, the writer. So that's why you kind of have all these nice shots because he knew like yeah. comic books and he was able to actually visualize the shots. And the director just went by his storyboards. So or that whatever. was it was really neat. I there mean, were some it, good, interesting, you know, point of view cameras and wide yeah, shots. Yeah, yeah, like it knew when it should be close up and it knew when it should build build some suspense or build some some feeling, build some emotions by wider angles. Uh, odder angles but nothing like it wasn't like joker vision or riddler vision where yeah, it's on yeah, its side yeah. but it, no no it, they it, didn't do that yeah, effect. yeah thank god but it, it was a lot of that where you're like okay it really knew how to tell your eyes where to wh look. what to look at and what, what direction to, what to, to go yeah. yeah so that's I, I mean i always commend these movies when they are like that because it's rare 
This was the only director. This was the only movie that Jack Curtis ever directed, too. Wow, must not you have know? had a good experience with it. Oh, uh, well, they got on the cover of Famous Monsters, but they not, must not have made a lot of money off it. Right, and, and, the, and the main actor, the Nazi guy, Martin Koslick, he was like that guy was playing like ninety since the thirties. Yeah, he was since the thirties. He was doing like yeah. the evil German Nazi guy or whatever. Always, always he was the in evil Universal German. movies, yeah, yeah. the whole nine yards. You know, it was always the same. Similar character or whatever, but you know he's, he played his part. He did his, you know, made a few hundred bucks. I'm sure good. a few grand or whatever. Yeah, he you was know. good. It was a, it everybody was else didn't do much in their careers. Yeah, so from what I looked at on IMDb, you know, it's, and a few the, movies here yeah, and there. The there was a couple more annoying characters. Yeah, the well. drunken actress was fi- got on my nerves a little bit. Yeah, yeah, um, yeah. They're, they're over and the over and the super hippie. Yeah. Like, oh, like love, man, and you're like, uh, okay, you know, I get it, but but it was just like I'm, I'm just wondering if they put him in as a parody of like a beach party movie or something or like so, that. There, there's no reason for him to even been in this movie, you know, other than what, just like another, another person to kill, yeah, and in a, in a gruesome way, you know. And fodder is always necessary, like for these movies to be effective, you can't kill one person. You're like, well, that's not even a movie, no, like no. so they needed some more fodder to. Just dispose of using the flesh-eating. Yeah, more gimmicks you know. to show you, like you know. I mean, Whoa. I mean, it's it's like they, they had those characters, but every one of them, even though they were kind of like they, they were, were overdrawn, they were they, characters. They, 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 you know. they advanced the plot. Oh yeah, you know the yeah. one guy. You know, they brought him in to kind of like you know kill him in a gruesome way, but they could have done it without him. They could have had yeah. three people on the plane or four people on the plane. But that that's showed fine up there. too, you know. But you know, that's it was it was another way to show like how the. The flesh-eating stuff was in the water or whatever, mm. too. You know, the glowing water and the glowing sand. I guess it glowed, the sand glowed because the water washed up on shore or yeah. whatever. Well, basically, this is a story about some uh, crazed Nazi uh, scientist on an island doing some experiments. Yeah, he's doing experiments to, like, create a... A, a, a bio weapon, a, a bio weapon, yeah. yeah. And these were we- and these were experiments that were started in Nazi Germany. And when he left, he brought them here, and he's and he's basically trying to, per, per, you know, perfect this, and he wants to sell it to the highest bidder, which is whether yeah. it's the U.S., the Russians, the Chinese, or whoever. the Germans, which he says, or the Germans, point, he yeah. says pointedly, if the Germans outbid you, then he'll get it, you know. Yeah, right. Wink, yeah. wink. Yeah. Um, <laughs> so yeah, basically, he's on this island. Well, I, we'll go scene by scene. You know, well, you well, the first scene you said you didn't un, you didn't really. It was slightly disjointed, but it made its mark. It was there to. That was very common with these movies, where there was like the first scene felt disjointed, but it was just to say this is what you're in for, so get ready. And it's so we did try yeah. to add a little bit of cheesecake here and there. You know oh, yeah, what I mean? Yeah, yeah. With the with the bikini girl, and later on, with the guy's leg burns, the girl has to take off her top to. Yeah, I did try to put in a little cheesecake in. Why so I not? Don't know, I don't know what market they were aiming for, the kids or the adults or whatever, but they they you know they tried. Yeah. So there's a a young couple frolicking on a boat, and uh, he takes her top, and she goes, "Oh, you!" and then jumps in. Now they don't show any nudity. So she jumps in, then he jumps in after her, and they're just off of a boat in the water. And it starts to bubble, and then he comes up as a skeleton. Or no, they don't show him, do they? They just show... Basically, no. they, she gets killed she by She goes the in the flesh. water, she starts bleeding or yeah, whatever, like, you know. Yeah, and, then and then the water turns into the flesh eaters or whatever, yep. you know. Which is a glow effect. They, they kind of make it like a glowing balls kind of Which thing is probably like people scratching into the film it or whatever. Is, yeah, it you was. Know, some kind of handmade deal. It was whatever. tough. 
That that was yeah. a brutal job <laughs> for those but guys. Somebody had to do it. And then they just that that that's the dead. Then it's smash cuts. You know, title of the film. Then it goes to a guy working on a plane and a woman yeah. saying, "Oh, we need to uh, we need to hire you." And he's like, "Oh," and he starts going into some. Uh, you you're not gonna get my money if this is some ruse to try and get me a subpoena and all that stuff. And she's like, "I don't know what the hell you're talking about, but I want to fly to." Um, she wanted to take her to some gut job or whatever. Yeah, I forgot what town it was. I forgot Somewhere the town in like too. northern town or whatever. Yeah. And he didn't want to do it because there was a storm coming. There's a storm coming. I can't. I'll pay you double. Nope. Triple. I'll pay you triple. Okay, that's, well, let's go. So those two are very competent and they're, they were fine actors, actor and actresses. And then you're introduced to the cargo, which is this drunken um, washed actress, up actress. A wa- washed up actress. And she's... A little tough to to, to take. Yeah, at she's some over points. overwrought. A yeah, ripe. Um, yeah, but yeah. but they load her up, and of course the plane crashes. Uh, and it doesn't crash because of the oh, storm. It crashes because like, engine trouble. Engine trouble. And it doesn't whatever. crash either. It's a it's a water plane, an aqua plane. So it it lands by yeah. this on this island, you know, um, an uncharted desert isle. Yeah, uh, and yeah. Uh, you yeah, know, yeah, I picked <laughs> up on that. Too. <laughs> and they just kind of the storm is hitting now. To, you know, so they just lash the plane down, and then some. Th- then the German doctor he comes, comes up in a wetsuit. Yeah, he comes wading out, and they're like, "Oh, the terror!" And he's like, "Oh, excuse <coughs> me, I must look like I'm from some horror movie. Yeah, I'm right. just uh, a ex- doctor on this island uh, doing experiments." And they're like, right, oh, "Okay, right, whatever." Right. And then this is very weird. He goes, "Enough with the pleasantries. Take us to your domicile." That's what the 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 the, uh, the pilot says. And I was like, well, that's kind of gruff. Um, <laughs> you know, I don't know. It was just a weird... Uh, yeah, the pilot was kind of cranky. A little rude. Yeah. Kind of... Kind of Terse. If you're, um, you know, if you're hoping someone will help you, you should be a bit kinder. Uh, yeah. But that is not the way of the world, I guess. Uh, well, so, so, they, they go, go to, so they go to this tent. Yeah. And the storm passes because they don't have the money to show a storm. And and then they wake up the next day and they're like, okay. And yeah, like, and he's not, you know, you, if a big storm's coming, wouldn't it blow <clears throat> the tent to, you know, but whatever, it yeah. didn't hit. And then some somewhere around this part of the movie, I think the, the Nazi guy, Dr. Bartel, Professor Bartel or whatever his name is, he makes a play for the actress and she like spurns him or whatever. Yeah. Because all she wants is her booze because she's like a big alky. Yeah. He goes, go, go back to the plane and get my booze. And everybody's like, get off the booze, you old pain in the butt or yeah. whatever. It was yeah. weird. Uh, there's, I now, the, the other thing about this is I won't be able to, I can't go scene for scene, although I do remember the movie completely. A lot of the scenes just are next scene next scene well, next yeah, scene you know I, I kind of wrote a little bit more about uh, I think I think the, the actress actually wants her booze she doesn't yeah. get it so she goes to the boat that night to yeah, get well, her booze they, or whatever. yeah cuz the 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 assistant and the pilot go down to the boat and then he's like we don't need enough this this lady being drunk so they purposely don't take the suitcase full of booze back so then right. the actress gets all huffy and she's like Let's not bother keeping up appearances. I'm an alcoholic, not drink some wine alcoholic. Yeah. I drink bottles of scotch because I need to. And yeah, then right. she left. And she, so she goes down to the plane to get the booze herself. And that's when the, 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 that, that evil doctor makes his play on her and she bites him or something like that. Like, yeah, 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 yeah. I don't think... <clears throat> so. But, but then, like... She gets on the boat. She oh, drinks the plane. The booze. She gets the on the plane. plane and drinks the booze. She's in the booze and she passes out. She leaves the next day and I think the booze ends up floating out to the water. Yeah, the booze, the, the suitcase of booze floats away and and while he, she's passed out, yeah. the doctor kicks her and also unlashes un 
he takes the rope off of the plane, so the plane goes away. You know, it's, it was in the water; it just goes away. Um, now, and, and then there's also they they start to know that well, the skeleton washes up on the, the, yeah, the, 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 yeah, the skeleton holding and the dead bra, fish too. yeah, and dead fish, fish start, you know, yeah. so they're like ah, and uh, then they know something's wrong, and then the, the, they start seeing this glowing stuff. So now they know there's actually bacteria that surrounded the whole island. That's there to kill them. It's a flesh-eating bacteria. They realize this is an entity. Yeah. Um, and at one point, it gets on the flyboy's leg, and this is a very gruesome scene. Yeah, yeah, yeah. It, yeah. This kind of got to me a little bit because he runs out, and the doctor. Well, it was that scene where he's trying to save the actress because remember she was on the rocks and she didn't want to jump or whatever. That was so weird. That was such a god goofy scene. It's like it's only like two feet jump, and she's like, I don't want to fall because it's like the flesh eater. She could have fallen into the flesh yeah, eater. Yeah, because she's looking down at the at the the suitcase full of booze, and she realizes yeah, that's right. That she, she wanted the booze. Yeah, and she couldn't get it, and she and it's just one of those little like rock breakers, like the the sure, rock sure, walkways yeah. out into the ocean. She walked right out. Yeah. And then she turned around. They're like really kind of hyping this, like, "Oh no, you know, yeah, yeah, uh, what yeah. am I gonna do? I'm trapped now." And you're like, "What do you?" They wouldn't show the rocks because There's obviously like, there was no danger there whatsoever. No, no, what's, no. So then no. he jumps over <laughs> and and holds her and then jumps back. And at yeah. one point he slips in and he gets and he's his foot his yeah. leg goes into the water and then the the flesh eating bacteria gets on him and there's these two little nodules on his leg burning into him. And the, the the German cuts them out with a knife, and you're like, ah, and that was a pretty rough scene because you're you're watching somebody cut into a leg. Yeah, right. right and then he right. says, "Give me your cigarette case," and he puts them in the cigarette case, and it burns through them, and the the doctor drops them, you know, and then and it, it did the, the they devour the metal cigarette case. Yeah. And, and, that's, and that's a scene, right, when the guy's, like, when he works on his leg, he goes, I need a, I need some... Bandages. Uh, bandages, and the girl, like, takes off her shirt so she can show her, like, you yeah, know, body. Boobs, and you're like, yeah, she, I know what that was Yeah, for. she was cute. Yeah, she was um, built, yeah. And, and it was funny because one of the funniest things was this, this German professor just, he just, like, made these conclusions about what these things were and, what like, what happened so flippantly. Like, ah... <laughs> oh, they must have tasted flesh. Now they will do everything until they get more flesh. You're like, how do you know they're just not acidic? How, how do you know, like, yeah. they just, maybe they eat metal and flesh. How do, you, how do you know any of this stuff? Like, he would make these proclamations of fact. And you're like, um, how would you know that? Like, how would you just, you know... And then, and, then, and then around this time, that's when like they spot the the guy on the raft, right? Around this time is when yeah, he still shows yeah. up. He yeah, he's got like a he's got like a Vitrola playing some rock and roll music on a raft, like so you know. weird. It's it's it, the guy looks like Gilligan, yeah, from yeah, Gilligan's yeah, Island. Yeah. He and he he has like a what is the what does the flag say? It's like oh love. Did, yeah yeah, he was all like peace and love guy. Or yeah, whatever. and he was just like, like he was uh, a proto hippie or something. Yeah, it was really it was just lashed together wood, and he's he has a Victrola like playing music, and he's dancing around, and he's like like love man, and the and the drunk actress is like come in and save us, and then the other ones are like no go away you're gonna get killed by these flesh eating bacteria. Right 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 yeah. But he. He's a, he just comes in because whatever. And he does get like some on his leg or whatever, you know. Yeah, some, but nothing. But it doesn't help do bad anything, enough or you know? whatever, you know. And then like and then like he so he's like the the fourth or the fifth member now. You got the right. th- yeah you got the you got the five and they're on the island like you know drinking or whatever while the doctor does experiments. And then like somewhere around this point like they're saying that the doctor goes the professor goes well don't worry because there's going to be like 
somebody coming the twice drop, a week my supplies drop. boat comes so in. that'll that'll take you back or whatever so everybody's all happy or whatever yep. you know and then like i think around this time too the professor and the girl like walk off and they discover that battery that he has yeah because well he they, they're like he says he was going to go get a supplies from behind the tent and he's gone for th- 40 minutes and he, he they saw him walking over a dune when they went to get the suitcase suitcases for the supplies yeah, yeah so they're like okay he's not something's up with him you know and then then, then they follow his trail and then they see the the large solar batteries which are yeah, like whatever it was yeah. and then the doctor takes the ones because he picked up some of the flesh eaters and he puts them into a tank and he electrocutes them as a as a test and he says oh this this good this kills them so what we're going to do is we're going to run a wire down to the to the ocean and we're going to fry them and right after he fried him and stunned, or they said killed him, he starts a stopwatch. And you're like, yeah. well, that's odd. So he knows what he's doing. He's been doing these experiments all the whole time. Yeah, yeah, exactly. You know. yeah. So he's like up to some kind of, you know, well, just the fact that from his accent, you know, he was evil. Of know? course, because, you know, because <laughs> yeah. that's, that's the stereotype. Because you know? Germany, so, you know, another knock at my homeland of Germany. Yeah, so sad. The fatherland. I know. Anyway. Uh, so so now like now we're kind of rolling here, you know. Yeah, the boat the boat ends up showing up, and then like the guy gets like the, he, he does some wave hits the boat, and he gets all his flesh gets all eaten it's up or so whatever. Funny. I think that might be the scene where you see him like fro- frozen, like and like ah, and that might be the one that's the cover of Famous Monsters. I think I it was. Know. It had to have been because this guy's like ra- racing to rescue them, even though he doesn't know there's anything wrong, and. It's such a weird, flippant scene. He's like, I'll rescue you, even though I don't know anything about it. Splash. Uh, and then the boat just does a U-turn, and he yeah. dies. And you're like, huh? All right. <laughs> like, I guess. Whatever, whatever, you know. So, And then at this, it's at this time that the, the stuff wakes back up. So the doctor knows that, okay, you know, this isn't... Um, he, his experiment was a success because he didn't want him to die. He wanted to stun him. Yeah, right, right. So yeah. then he's like, hey, you guys go that way. We're going to find a perfect place to put these electrodes in. Yeah. And then we'll, then we'll kill kill as many as we can and we'll get out of here. They don't have a boat at this point, so I don't know what their plan is, but whatever. So then he, he goes with Gilligan. That's not Gilligan, but I'm just calling yeah, him Gilligan. Yeah, yeah, you're just calling him Gilligan. And, 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 and he goes, oh, let's go to the tent quick. Here, let's have a drink. And he puts some of them in the guy's drink, the, the flesh eaters, and then Gilligan lays down. He's like, I don't feel so good. Uh, and he and he. And that's like this. That's the gore scene where you see like they're eating out of his. But it's like just done with a lot of black. Uh, yeah, yeah, yeah. Paint, but it's kind of a rough effect for 1963. It is a rough effect. And, and the doctor videotape or records. Records him. it, yeah. And yeah, you're like, yeah. that's weird. Yeah, you're going. Why is he doing that? But there's a reason he's doing that. <laughs> yes, he twirls his evil mustache and he goes for Germany and he puts him on the raft. And he, like, ties up his hand for some reason under the mask. And he kicks him out. And he plays the recorders playing the guy screaming. Yeah, right. So he to hide his murder, the, he goes, oh, my God, look, everyone. <laughs> and you can hear the screaming. And then he, he's dead, you know. So he, he kind of makes it like the guy wanted to escape on his own and not help everybody. Yeah, and, right, And right, he right. got killed by this stuff because then the tape runs out. And they're like, well, that's weird. He didn't seem that way, but okay. Yeah. You know, and now it's down to just the three again. Now it's just the two girls, or the, no, the four, the two girls and the two boys. Yeah, and then then like the actress is goes back to the tent, uh-huh. and she sees like something in the. In she discovers the, that it's alive. That the the fleshy thing's alive, and it's behind. It's uncovered up, but it's like 
growing or whatever. Yeah, and it, it's just this total, like, a tarp, and it just keeps getting bigger and bigger. It looks like the blob. Yeah, exactly. It's very the blobish, you know. And then she tries to, and then she's, like, trying to seduce the doctor now because she wants to, like, see if she can get off the mm. island. She's like, look, I just go with the winning team. I don't really care who I'm with. So then she starts making out with him, and she's like, oh, and he's like, oh, let's go somewhere private to, yeah, you know, yeah, to yeah. have sex. And then he stabs her in the back with his gigantic knife. And this thing is a pocket knife that's, like, huge. Yeah, but, yeah, right, right, So right. he stabs her, and then he leaves. And he buries her. Yeah. He, but he buries her. But the weird thing about it, he buries her, and as he's leaving, you see her hand kind of, like, pops out of a grave. Yeah. So I'm like... It's gruesome. But, I mean, did he, like, not do the job correctly Yeah, or shallow grave. He was in a hurry. Yeah, yeah, yeah. So, the yeah, so, you know, at this point, it's like, she, you know, she's not dead. Or maybe she's dead. I don't know. Well, we think she's dead, but, you know. And then, like, uh, you know, the, at this point, then, also, the pilot and the girl start questioning the doctor about these experiments or whatever. And then he starts, and then he pulls a gun on him. Yeah. And then he starts to tell him about the story of, like, you know, that he was a Nazi and blah, blah, blah. And that's, is it, I think, where the scene originally was where he, they, they cut to the scene where they put the women in the in the because his his exposition is like oh this is what we did in Germany and he's this is really like an exposition gasm all over your head because he's just like oh yeah you know he tells the whole story so in this one minute and a half or so yeah he tells his story it's, yeah. it's the whole deal and now he's like and now Flyboy that you know the truth. Now I must kill you or whatever. Well, yeah, he's but, he, but first he's gonna shock him. Yeah, first we gotta put electrodes the, in the yeah, water. And make yeah. the guy lay in him to see, and you're like, well, this is weird. And that's when that's when the girl goes after that. He, he takes him to do that, and the girl goes to the tent. The other girl, the one that's still alive, and she sees the whole thing's like really getting big. Yeah, it's or whatever. big, and there's like blood everywhere. You know, like, and I mean, now weird. this movie becomes like a Roger Corman, like the cra- Attack of the Crab Monsters or whatever. You know, now it goes off another tangent or whatever, which is cool. It conquered the world. It reminded me of the It Conquered the World monster. <laughs> yeah. you remember from the cave when Lee Van Cleef was there? Remember that one? Yeah, yeah, yeah. Oh, yeah, yeah. That's exactly the same monster, just about. So he, he comes running. He. This thing comes after him, and they're like, she's like, ah, it's big, and it's like a, a thing now, and it's not like a bacteria. It's evolved, and he's like, oh, it's so beautiful, you know. The doctor goes into that whole shtick that my creation, it's so beautiful, it's so great, blah, blah, blah. And, and, and so, like, the and the doctor, and then the doctor's, like, getting ready to, like, he's like, they try to, they fight for the gun, I think, at yeah. this point. But the doctor gets it back and going to shoot him, and as he's getting ready to shoot him, the actress shows up out of the blue. Yeah. And she like shows up and tries to stab him, and then he ends up shooting her like in the face or yeah, something. Yeah, he shot like her. That. Yeah, he shot her. It was pretty weird. The like the effect was pretty gruesome. So she he shoots her and she rolls down the the, the, the sand dune. Yeah, yeah, right. And and her hand and the knife that she's holding in her hand goes into the middle of this thing's eye. The flesh eater who's turning into a crab monster. Yeah, the, the crab monster, and her blood pours into it and it just explodes. And you're like, huh? And then then. The, then the flyboy just has his exposition that's stated as fact, going, oh, well, he stabbed it in the eye, and it must be have hemoglobin alert allergies or whatever. You're like, how are you deducing this, man? I, yeah, like, right. like, maybe she just stabbed it in the eye and it died, but whatever, you know. So then, so then they 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 create like a big hypodermic needle or whatever. They take blood from everybody. Yeah. And they, and they, and they're gonna get and they put him the the pilot in the swimsuit and they, to yeah. go kill the monster or whatever. Yep. And then they pop the electrodes and this thing does. Man, now all of the ocean bacteria has manifest into like the world's biggest. 
uh, Japanese hentai yeah, like uh, a op- rape opto- octopus from Japan. You know, like it's just this big gigantic thing. And then, and then, the, and then, I think around this point, the doctor and the and the pilot. Before I think he goes there, he gets they get into a fight, and the doc throw and the pilot throws the doctor into the flesh yeah. eater, and the flesh eater g- gets him and he gets then his comeuppance. He gets his comeuppance, but he's kind of still alive, and you see his like skeleton hand grab like the his luger, and he like before he he's, he's he eats him alive, he blows his brains out, her, which yeah. is another weird early gore effect or oh, whatever. Yeah. <coughs> committing suicide to save himself. So then the giant, the, the monster's like real huge now. Yep. So the pilot decides that he's got to go in there he's with like, his swimsuit and kill I'm him. I'm gonna go get him. He has, he's wearing one of those wetsuits. So he's got the big hypo. He's got he's got the big hypodermic needle or whatever, you know. And he grabs onto what does he do? He grabs onto one of the arms. Yeah, of like the, he uh, like waits till he comes to get him and he like grabs hold of it and. That scene's really done quickly because it was not a good yeah, effect. No, no, no. And then he just kind of he jumps down and yeah, and he, and he hypo hypos the thing in the in the face. Yeah. And then the, the big thing dies, it. and she he comes on the shore and loving embrace. And that's it. You don't know if they're gonna get saved or not. You know, yeah, they killed the flesh eater, but you yeah. you kind of think they did after all the trouble they went to. You know, they did. So yeah, yeah, it's a it's an odd little movie. It starts out as this little drama that turns into this little Nazi thing. It turns into like horrible Nazi experiments. That turns into a giant humongous monster. Hey, it's the sixties. You know? And I normally I would bash something like that with so many different genres or whatever. No, but it's, it but works. It, it does work. It's it's all just one neat little package, you know? Yeah, yeah, yeah it works. It's I, a cult classic. I kinda. thought it was a very funny movie. Not fu- I mean very it, f- some parts were funny, some parts were gruesome. I some parts some, were boring when they did too much exposition or whatever. Little bit little padding there here and there that some was slow portions, but nothing jumps out as being like, ugh you and know. it worked really well for a movie that was basically shot at like two two or three sets. It was like the pier, a boat, the beach, and a tent or two. And that was yeah, it. Yeah. You know, total low budget, working within your means and coming up with some <laughs> it was a movie that still still, you know, popular today with the with the you know, the sixties horror people. Oh God, yeah. Oh, it's okay. real popular. It's cool. a it's a cult movie with the with the fans of that genre or whatever. Because I had so. never heard of it before. And I was almost like, I don't know. This is might be... I'm pre- surprised that MST never got a hold of it. I was like, this might I be mean? pretty rough, but yeah, this would have been a perfect one for that. Yeah, they would have done a good job with this. But yeah, <laughs> it's, a, it's, it's, a, it's a cool little movie. Yeah. You know, so so what, do you, what do you get for it? Well, just because it's an old favorite of mine, I'm going to give it an 8. You yeah, know, just I'm going to 7, 7.5. It's, it's worthwhile. It's, it's definitely YouTube. worth watching. Uh, way more than I had expected. If you <laughs> like the old B, black and white, yeah. you know, This is one of those that really was a pleasant surprise. Sorry to talk over you there. Uh, no it was problem. it was really a pleasant surprise, you know. Yeah, yeah, yeah. So yeah, so the flesh eaters. Yep. All right, here's some here's a trailer break, and then when we come back. We're going to spend about three minutes on a two-hour movie. We're going back to the beach. Oh. Excuse me. I'd like to ask you a few questions. An almost true story of girls who knew the way to a man's heart was not through his stomach. It's the little whorehouse on the prairie. They were just fun-loving country gals who offered us hard-working good old boys a place to come at the end of the day. Little whorehouse on the prairie. It's got jiggles and wiggles you'll never see on TV. Plus, how to pick up girls of the haystack hookers, a sex-citing triple thrill show, all rated R. His name, Blue. His legend, Hero. Renegade, killer, lover. Blue, a man destined to roam two worlds and find peace in neither. 
Paramount Pictures presents Blue, starring Terrence Stamp, Joanna Pettit, Carl Malden, and Ricardo Montalban as Ortega. He rode as a bandit until he discovered another world, the world of his birth, where the law of the gun was not the only way of life. Blue, a man of two allegiances, two consciences, two passions, two guns. There has never been a man quite like Blue. Blue in Technicolor. The female butcher. She was the criminally insane headmistress of a whore chamber of blood and gore. Flash her throat. Tonight I'll bathe in the richness of your warm blood. Schooled in carnage and blood, she slaughtered 610 nubile young virgins. The female butcher in dripping color rated R. Get your ass to Mars. Get your ass to Mars. Ah, <laughs> uh, yeah, that's funny. Wow, those are some. Those are a hell of trailers right there. The, the female butcher. Now that one, the, the that's little. Whorehouse whore on the Prairie. The Prairie, yeah. Not the little house on the prairie, but the whorehouse oh on the prairie. God. Yeah, yeah, the 70s. Gotta love them. Yep. Yeah. All right. So, And then there was that one that we never heard of, Blue. That we gotta find. Ricardo Montalban, man. As Ortega. <laughs> yeah. The, Mr. Rourke. Uh, no, as the, uh, as the Ortega, the... The taco magnet. Ortega wasn't was Ortega in Mono's Hands of Fate? Wasn't that his name? Ortega. Oh my god! I, yeah, yeah. <laughs> Ortega. Yeah, with the with the with the big oh, thighs. Man, with the Eric with the Earl Campbell thighs or that, whatever. Did you read? Did you know the story about that? Did that you dude got hurt by doing that, right? He, he, it, he became a junkie and died. No, sh- yeah, really. Yep. He because the the <laughs> way he says it is he put on a he made these prosthetics to make him walk that way. Which, why? But whatever. And because of that, he was in so much excruciating pain, he started taking morphine. And then he uh, di- he became a junkie and died. Oh, and I was like, I don't think that was the stressor that made you a junkie. But I could be wrong. I don't know. No, you know, I don't know if his name was Ortega. Ortega sounds like a name from a Steckler movie. Yeah, no, no, no. It wasn't. Yeah, yeah, I it wasn't it was, Ortega. Um, Ortega was oh. from a Steckler movie. It was for the uh, incredibly strange creatures who became, who died and, and stopped living and became mixed up zombies. Yes, those things are real. All yeah. right. Anyway. So what? The reason we only left ten minutes is because this movie that I picked this week was a a mess. I I had a lot more expectations going in. Um, it's what's it called? Psycho Beach Party from two thousand. From nineteen or from the year two thousand. Yes. Um, I saw this. Uh, it must have just popped up on YouTube. And I was like, well, that looks kind of interesting. And then I saw Thomas Gibson was in it. And I was like, I like Thomas Gibson. He's a good actor. Uh, let's do that one. And I had mentioned to you that um, that I wanted to do Bikini Beach. and uh, I think that's it what it was, yeah. And I think I did that. Just typed in Beach Party or whatever, yeah, you know. And then, and then the other coincidence was that like two or three weeks ago, my friend sent me like an email and he, he said he had a link to the trailer for this movie because have you ever seen this and I'm like no I haven't I clicked on it and I saw the trailer and I was like yeah I don't know if I want to watch this and then yeah. and then you like yeah I found my movie but I go well I guess I am destined That's to watch weird. this movie you know this was a spoof movie on like to spoof beach the movie. beach party genre which were spoofs already when you think about they it they were and know? I think that's the spoofs sometimes work and sometimes yeah. don't. Um, Hot Shots Part Two mm. was a very funny spoof. The, the the first what was those horror ones? The 
Well, you know, obviously the big spoofs were Blazing Saddles. Airplane. Uh, airplane, Young Frankenstein. Yeah. Um, you know, the... High a, anxiety. Yeah, stuff like that. <laughs> but there was, there was those ones that were the scary movie. Those I never watched. The first watch one those. was very funny. I actually, it was from the airplane guy. I think the first one or two actually were very funny, but like everything else, they just beat it into the ground. You know, it became. Then they did high school musical movie or yeah. whatever. Yeah. So know. this one was a spoof on those, and I think that's one of the first problems is. Yeah. It's too obscure of a genre, to pick on. The beach party movie genre isn't that it doesn't have that extensive of a catalog yes they were around for a while there were a bunch of them but there wasn't like there a, wasn't like thousands of them it, you know no, like no. that's what i mean like it's 20 it's, maybe that's what i'm saying there's it wasn't it's not part of the like the film lexicon of american society but, uh, that but you it, could but do it, it was a genre and they and they do like the guy tries to incorporate the guy slash girl the director yeah. who's like in Dragon all his movies, Charles Bush, he tried to incorporate because Chicklet, Gidget, you know, and I right. mean, he tried uh, to incorporate that stuff in. It's one thing that did make me laugh was those two guys that were constantly wrestling, because that did happen a lot in those movies. Yeah, but that was there was always like like guys would just fight all the time, but it was like this yeah, weird. Yeah, this one was fight. a little more like oh no, gay. <laughs> yeah, they, especially they, the one where they're fighting and the guys like throw oil on them or whatever. Oil and I'm on like, well, come on, man. <laughs> Give me a break already. So if you don't know who Thomas Gibson is, he's from uh, what, what's that one quirky one where he was um. I don't even know who he is. I know there was an actor that I recognized. No, well that's the guy. He he he's in CSI or Criminal Minds. He's okay. in Criminal Minds as the uh, the head guy uh, who runs the BAU. But he was also Darman Greg. He was. Oh, the, that was him. He was uh, the straight guy with Darman Greg, where she was the goofy one, and he's like the the straight lady. Oh, guy. that's where that guy is from. So I do okay. enjoy his his. He's a good actor. There was another guy in that movie that I recognized, too. The one who was, like, at the end was in love with Chicklet or whatever. But I don't know what his name Uh, is. There's almost a lot of people in this movie went on to do stuff. The only person in this movie that the main person, that she's not really the main person, is Amy Adams, who's now an Academy Award-nominated actress playing the slutty one of the three girls at the beginning. You know, the one, the horniest one of them all. And now she's, like, a big star in Hollywood or whatever. That's cool, you know. And and, and, and everybody else is, like, working. The, the the main girl does a lot of television. I think she was yeah. in Six Feet Under and they stuff all, like They're that. all working. Almost everyone involved in this is working. Yeah. Uh, doing stuff, like, still in the industry, you know, which is cool. That's why I kind of, I guess I went in with more higher expectations, you know. But when I saw the trailer and I saw, I go, oh, okay. And I saw this was going to be, like, a, uh, quote unquote campy movie you know campy has a lot of connotations to it then I read about the, the director and I went oh this guy's like uh, John Waters Jr. or whatever and okay. I wasn't wrong because this really does kind of seem like a ersatz John Waters like a hairspray style movie or right. something like that you know but this was also a Broadway play so I guess it had some fame or off Broadway yeah. play yeah. in New York so it kind of had a built in audience with it already it, you, know? you could tell it was shot that way and it's a low-budget movie, too, yeah. but it looks good, though. It they was shot a, it well. Yeah, but it was shot like a... Broadway play. Broadway play. Very it, stagey. It, yeah, it was very stagey. It had very vibrant colors like that, like where sure. things were done. You know, and, and I mean, let's not go scene for scene with this one. I, no, I really don't no, want no. to. It's not really worth it. We'll just talk about it, um, if, you're, if you're okay with that. No, like, it's perfectly fine um, with me. The spoof genre is very hit or miss. Extremely hit or miss. And and that, that's, I guess, with comedies as well, like we yeah. even talked about. Uh, sometimes they just don't, they don't hit. Um, 
There were parts that I laughed at. I there thought, was about two or three times yeah, when I laughed. There was it, and it, and I cringed it, a few times in this movie too. You know, there's a lot of cringe-worthy moments. The one know. thing it was too long. Extremely, oh, two hours at 155. Way you're too like, long. wait a minute, man. If you're spoofing, you should be about an hour and ten minutes. If you're spoofing beach parties, if you want to be true to what you're spoofing. Yeah. Hour, ten minutes, wrap it up. Yeah, yeah. really. There, Ninety not, minutes tops. <laughs> you know, because it would do the. It did like the fake ending, then the fake fake ending, then the triple fake ending. And you're like, oh, come on, just don't. You know, and and, and they're spoofing these movies, and, and he, yeah, <laughs> throw so your yeah. popcorn at it. <laughs> they're spoofing these movies, but then like I guess they tried at the end. But I, I was exp- I was waiting for like you know like in the beach party movies Eric von Zipper you know the bikers or whatever I'm waiting for the bikers okay come on you gotta and no bikers in this movie I'm like come on Eric dude Eric von Zipper that was yeah I'm waiting for Harvey Lembeck or somebody like, <laughs> to come in on motorcycle they didn't even do that I was like come yeah because that's no I mean I I I'm sure that wasn't in the play so you know I am a fan of of beach movies like that whole genre yeah it's um, stupid and there's the thing I like about those beach movies is the cool people that are in them yep because you're always gonna get like a Vincent Price or Boris Carlo for something or a Don Rickles in you're gonna get some cameos you're gonna have no plot no plot the plot's to save somebody's dune buggy or keep the beach open like that's as far as it goes the plot is usually the bad grown ups you know trying to screw over the young teenagers and then the battle of the ages get your popcorn sit down and turn your brain off and you're gonna have a great time where this one was layer upon layer of, of convoluted like plot yeah, line and, and stuff like that, you know, and like you know, like gay humor and stuff like that. It yeah. was just like, it was, it really was like a like a imitation John Waters movie. And I was like, well, you know, I don't like John Waters that much to begin with. And it's like this is kind of like a, a, a watered down, you know. Yeah. But I mean, the people in it were good. The 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 acting you know, was the acting fine. was good. Because uh, what is what are you gonna do? Your yeah, acting exactly. is just your acting. And they always, like, I know, especially Thomas Gibson was, I think all of his lines were trying to rhyme. Yeah. Which was like, that got, that they did that in that ICP movie, the the Big Money Rustlers, or Big Money Hustlers. That's tough to yeah. get. Oh, yeah, yeah, yeah. That's yeah, tough yeah, to yeah. take when, yeah, when everything is supposed to rhyme and you're like, uh, come on, you know. And you know, it, it's like, I, maybe I'm, maybe I took it wrong, but it seems like, it wasn't. It was well. Maybe I took it wrong. I seem. It seemed to me like it wasn't that. Like it wasn't like. Uh, it was kind of putting the the genre down a little bit. Even though like it was picking up on all the you know. It wasn't like you know a good spoof. You know, it was kind of like, like a looking ce- it down. It wasn't food. celebrating it. It was making fun of it. It was making you know, fun right. of it. Yeah, you know. And I take some that of those are a celebration. A, a celebration of it. Yeah. yeah. And I mean, he did take at the end. He did put like a Wizard of Oz kind of deal with it or yeah. whatever. You know. So I did like the ending. Because uh, I mean, Mel Brooks especially. Yeah, yeah. Those yeah. are celebrations of the genre. Yeah. <laughs> they are made to be funny. They're made to like make you almost miss some of the stuff that you're watching. You know, Young Frankenstein. Exactly. You, when you got when you're done watching it, you're like, wow, that's awesome. And now, wow, I want to go back. This is more like and, ironic. Yeah, like oh, a little yeah, bit. Yeah, like hipster ironic a little bit. You know. Do what you I mean? think this was one of those movies that was made purposely to try to be a cult? Movie? Yes, that's another problem too. I see, it I was did, a play I, though. Yeah. It was a play, so it was trying to. You know, I think the movie was made by a guy who's like, you know. What's his sense of humor, man? That's his sense of humor, and he's always, and that's like he always likes to play. He's like, he likes to take it up, you know, take off, do take off on sixties and that kind of like genre or whatever. Mm. Like he did another movie, I think called like Die Mommy Die or something like that. So I guess he's playing off on the Joan Crawford 
you know, thing huh. or whatever. You know, all that camp, yeah. you know, water stuff or whatever, you know. But, yeah, I mean, if you like that kind of stuff, I mean, you'll probably get enjoyment yeah. out of this movie. I just kind of, like, was left, like, you know, there's a lot that I think they could have put in it that would have made it funnier and better. Yeah. And they just kind of left it off the table because that's just the way it was written or whatever. Right, and the, and, and the... um. I mean, it's basically about some girl who's like wants to like you know wants want, to be cool be a, be surfer. a surfer, and then like you know the guys on water, and then they find out that she's got like all these personalities. <laughs> yeah, so she's she was actually funny when she did like she did she had that one person Ann Bowman or whatever, but then she went into some other woman. It was a black woman. Go, child, you better watch mm -hmm. that. And it was kind of funny. Yeah, when, the one the that made, was good. The thing that made me laugh the most was when they were pretending to be surfing. Oh yeah, yeah, that's that was, straight out of the beach party, and that was where, and because it, it was so just, <laughs> so funny. There were funny moments in this uh, movie. There's no doubt about it, you know. But on the whole, I just yeah. didn't, you know, it didn't, it didn't click with me. You know, it's worth watching, but a bit of a miss. So I mean, what are you gonna get? What would you give it? Wrapping it up, I'm with? just gonna give it like a four or something. Oh, okay, like see, that. I like a lot more than you. Then I was gonna say five point five or a six. Yeah. That's pretty high. Maybe a five. We'll go with. I'm gonna go with a five. Uh it was all right. Yeah, it wasn't hilarious but it wasn't horrible either so there yeah, you go. it just wasn't my cup of tea no yeah uh i i think i expected too much out of it going into it well it got good reviews i mean every i, I was looking around for it and everything i read about it, everybody liked it and i go well i must have missed the boat on this one because it just didn't eh. click with me because it was like i said it's a spoof i mean i don't i don't care for the, i don't like love the spoof genre that much but mm. when it's done well like mel brooks or oh, airplane yeah. Yeah. it's unbelievably oh, funny God. you know but more, than, but more than usually it misses the it misses the it just misses the now mark. what did you think about just transferring away from this to the spoof genre what did you think about like um amazon women on the moon which was I one, liked of, it. one of my favorite movies but that was almost like kind of like a collage a anthology of, movie. yeah yeah it was a it's collage like a groove tube or a yeah, kentucky yeah, yeah. fried movie those i like i like spoof those a lot those are like pop culture spoofs or whatever but the zucker i think they were the zucker brothers yeah, right? yeah 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 those guys were off the chart, you know, funny. You yeah. know, I mean, they like Kentucky Fried and Airplane. Kentucky Fried movie was just out of control. Those are, those are That's insane one of my movies. favorite movies of all time. Oh, yeah, Groove and Tube, it's like, which wasn't them. Groove Tube was another yeah. great funny movie from that the era. The good thing is the parts that suck are like a minute and a half Yeah, long. exactly. That's the thing. It doesn't matter. It, no, it doesn't have to advance the plot. It's just done. It's over. I didn't <laughs> laugh. And then the next one's like hilarious. Exactly. So you forget about you, the Yeah, you just one. remember, you know, the, the Catholic high school girls in, in trouble. trouble. Yeah, <laughs> with Lucy Dygard in it. Yeah, <laughs> you know. All right. That's and, and show us your nuts. <laughs> you know, <laughs> yeah. oh, that was a great movie. Yeah, we should do that movie. All right. Well, that's <laughs> it for this week. My name's Matt with me as always. Dr. Morbius. We'll see you next week for more glorious B-movie action.